Hello, friends. This is Resonant Yes. We're about to dive into this week's episode. But before we do, if you are a keen observer of episode numbers, you might have recognized we are but three episodes away from episode 100 of Love and Brief. And I am so excited. RT is so excited. We want to celebrate with you by doing a very special type of episode, a recap episode where we invite you, yes, you, you sitting right there listening to this podcast, the one with the hat or not, you, to tell us what are your favorite Love and Brief episodes, moments, and or guests. And we want to put you on Love and Brief talking about just that thing. So here's what I'm going to ask of you. If you're willing to share your voice on the air, get in touch with me by sending a voice clip on Instagram or by email. Instagram is resonant, yes. Email is loveandbrief at gmail.com telling me about your favorite Love and Brief moments, episodes, and guests. If you're not into having your voice on the air, that's just fine. You can shoot me a note on Instagram. You can shoot me a note on uh, Tumblr at resonant, yes. Or you can shoot me a note via email, loveandbrief at gmail.com. And just so you know, I get your email, I download what you send me, and I delete it. I won't send you any spam. I will not share your email address anywhere. You can ask any of the hundreds of people who have written in to Love and Brief. But please, let's get ready for this 100 together. R&T and I are going to pick our favorite moments. It's so hard to pick. And we want yours as well. So help us celebrate. Send us your favorite moments, guests, and topics and episodes on Love and Brief. All right, on with the show. Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. That's love for yourself, that's love for your community, that's love for others, that's love for diapers, which is one of the things we're going to talk about today. And one of the things that I love is making stuff. In fact, if you've listened to the podcast for even a handful of episodes, you've probably noticed a theme, which is that I'm kind of mildly obsessed with people who get an idea. I get lots of ideas. But then they actually turn it into things. They make stuff. Whether that's ABDL fiction, whether that's munches, whether that's events, whether that's uh, onesies, whether it's even just uh, they create gathering opportunities online. I love when people get an idea for this community and they make stuff. So today we're going to talk with a couple people who made a thing. And I got to warn you, I'm probably going to do this a lot on this podcast. I've done this a lot. I'm going to keep doing it because every time somebody takes the initiative and the time and the risk to make something new for the community, I'm just obsessed. So we're going to dig into that. Before we do that, I'll say I'm resident. Yes. And uh, I'm flying solo today. Road not taken is off on a family vacation. So um, it's just me and my two guests and we're going to have a grand old time. It's been, oh my gosh, what a month. Since Capcom, is it possible it's been a month since Capcom, since we put out even our Capcom episode like three plus weeks ago? Mea culpa on that one. After Cap, I just, I don't know about you, but I just came down for like a week and a half. I didn't even get the Cap plague, and I just needed to rest. So it's been a little bit since we've had an episode, but I am so pleased to be back on Love and Brief and to be back with you. All right. Let's dig in with our friends who have made something, shall we? I would like to introduce to you one person you may have heard before on the podcast and one person who may feel brand new to the podcast. And if you've been listening to all 97 episodes, good for you. Uh, First, I will introduce my longtime friend, Troublemaker Tops. 
Troublemaker Talks, Hi. tell me about your love. What's up and tell me about your love. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm really excited to be here. I'm um, glad to have you. This is really exciting. Um, I Tell me about your love. Oh, gosh. My you love, love right diapers? Now. Is that, that sounds I love good. Right now. That I do. sounds good. Yes, I am in a diaper-loving mood at the moment. Are you in a diaper um, at the moment? I wish. Ah. I wish. I know a good um, one. I know a good one too. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> Love of diapers is always welcome on this show. Just always. It's a perennial favorite. And I would hope so. Yeah. And I want to hear more about that very special diaper we're both referring to. But first, I will also introduce you to Green or Mr. Pastel Green. Welcome to Love and Brief. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's very Tell exciting me. to be here. Yeah, man. I'm glad to have you. Tell me a little bit about what do you love right now? Honestly, at right this moment, I am loving getting to be here talking with you guys about uh, a sort of pairing of two of my favorite things, which is diapers and graphic design. It's a killer combo, isn't it? It is, yeah. I feel that I feel that way whenever somebody makes music in the community. I just love music. And so whenever somebody in the community makes music, I just always feel like, oh, man, you're doing my two favorite things all at once, which is so yeah, cool. See, if we could bring music into it, that would just be like all three of my favorite things. I, I could probably die happy then. Well, is there a music-themed ABDL diaper that you could design? Let's, let's make this happen. Yeah, I think that might need to happen, actually. All right. all right, that's next. I'm calling it right now in Love and Brief, music-themed diaper for the Cuddle Cooperative. All right, if, if anybody's read the title, they already know where you guys come from. Friends, talk to me. What is Cuddle Cooperative? It's, it's brand new to the ABDL world. What is the Cuddle Cooperative? Uh, so Cuddle Cooperative is a new diaper company. I bet you couldn't have figured that one out yet. Um, that I helped start with a few partners. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. And a very old friend, someone I haven't spoken to in a long time, we actually met at the Tennessee Abdulia way back when. I remember. Uh, I remember the Tennessee Abdulia. I don't remember when, how many years ago it was, but it was a lot of years. Several. Much many. Several. At least Several. Um, and he approached me and he just, you know, said, Hey, I've always wanted to start a diaper company, but I am not active on social media. I don't know the ins and outs of the community much anymore. Do you, do you want to help? And I just said, yes, duh, obviously. Um, so we, he, my partner and I kind of jump started into starting a diaper company, figuring out what it takes and what we needed. Um, it was a lot of work. And eventually down the line, we asked Mr. Pastel Green, Mr. Green here, to jump on as our graphic designer. Um, as it was really important to me to use, you know, someone in the community to help create this as, I just don't think we could have explained the importance of it to a regular old graphic designer. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention it would have been a bit awkward. That would have been a strange conversation, <laughs> to be sure. Um, you know, but also, just we thought how cool would it be to have a diaper not only designed by ABDLs, but the work is all done by ABDLs. Um, we just thought that would be really cool, and so that's where we had Green come into the equation and 
he did incredible. He did the artwork for our diaper, and it's amazing. So I made it on myself. Um, I should I should for folks who are right now listening and hopefully not driving because th- that won't help when I say this. They may want to look it up right now. Yeah. Where, where where can they go real quick to just see what it looks like as you're describing you, this great design? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram as the Cuddle Cooperative. Um, you can also find pictures of our products at the My Inner Baby website where we sell them mm-hmm. currently. Um, and look at pictures. Um, we it's Perfect. been incredible. The seeing a diaper you created on people's bodies posted on the internet is. A feeling I never thought I would have. <laughs> they do cool. seem to be all over Instagram right now, so it's it's kind of hard to miss them. That's so cool. I, I mean, I, I was mentioning I'm just so into like watching people make stuff and watching it come to life, and I can't imagine what it's like to to have an idea for a diaper and it, you know fast forward how many months and how many hundreds of hours of time, mm-hmm. and people are wearing it around. What and, is that and like? Loving it, and yeah. loving it. It's, it's overwhelming. It was scary i'm sure green has very similar feelings as he did the artwork the design was my idea he he used my idea to create this amazing product but he did all of the artwork and so much of this he you know all of the pattern on the diaper the the little mushrooms and the shapes and the things i he came up with that all on his own um and, it, and it, it is just amazing. So I imagine he has a lot of big feelings on seeing it everywhere. Mm. Green, Definitely. tell me about it. Yeah, what's it like? Well, I mean, so without going into too much detail, obviously, um, I actually do work in a, in a creative field. And so uh, when I have the available time or energy, like it, it is, it's always exciting to, uh, to do little freelance projects. And uh, Troublemaker Tops had posted in her Instagram story that she was looking for a graphic designer. And I, I think I literally wrote like, I do that. And uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we started talking about it and uh, she just basically explained uh, what they were hoping to do with the, with the project and um, sort of the, the concept that they had in mind. And so, yeah, it's it's this exciting moment where, you know, my, my professional life and my kink life get to sort of meet each other and shake hands for the first time. I can imagine that's way cool to sort of like blend these two worlds. I can also imagine, I, I'm thinking of my own work, that I might be a little bit hesitant. Like, what if, I don't know, somehow these worlds blend more than I want them to? Was there any hesitation on your part of like, do I bring this professional skill to the abdl world i mean not really i like i i kind of feel like people just kind of think graphic designers are weirdos in the first place and there's, there's a lot of very <laughs> e- eccentric people in the creative professions sure so i i mean i i definitely know there are a few other uh creative professionals uh that i have chatted with on uh, or in the Instagram community, so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they are out there, and uh, yeah, I know. I just uh, it seemed like a really exciting opportunity. I I've, I keep making this lame joke where um, the the dream of a a creative ABDL is to uh, eventually create uh, a piece that uh, people will be literally pissing on instead of figuratively. 
That that is that's when you've reached the apex of your career is when exactly, you've made something yeah. that people pee in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I have to know, uh, Troublemaker Tops, you you said it came from sort of a seed of an idea you have. And I know that in some creative occupations, you would cr- give them like a creative brief, right? Like this is the mission. What was the idea? What was the mission that you sent Green on? Um, well, you know, we had, two, we had two goals when we set out to start this company was one, we wanted something pastel that wasn't pink and blue. And two, we didn't want animals featured on our product. Um, we just feel like there are so many products in this community that have animals on them. And we really wanted to try and create something different, new and unique. Um, on top of that, I love mushrooms. They're awesome and they're in right now. They're really popular. Um, and so the idea of a mushroom house with like these fairies, um, I think it was my daddy that wanted the gnome. And of course he's smoking a bubble pipe because you know, bubble pipes, amazing. Well, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, I kind of just sent this generic idea to green with kind of some pictures of mushroom houses. <laughs> and I was like, let's make this, but cute. That's awesome. Um, so I, I'm not sure I didn't realize. The, I didn't realize mushrooms were having a year. Like this is the year of the mushroom. And I did. Cottage I would, core is very in. Cottage core. <laughs> Please please tell me, is that real? (laughs) That's so good. Oh, it's a shame I passed on that home in the Shire I wanted. Shit, (laughs) that'd be worth so much right now. Yeah, it would. So, Green, you're you're staring at pictures of mushrooms, and now you have to make a diaper. What what did you do? Well, so, I mean, like, the, the creative process... Uh, with design is often, you know, sort of working very closely with the client. And like a lot of people, I think their experience of sort of design and and marketing is from, I don't know, watching like Mad Men or things like that, where, uh, you know, the the client gives you a brief and you take it away and come back and do this big unveiling. That's exactly the opposite of how I work. So Mm. it was a lot of you know, trying out different color schemes, trying out different character designs, trying out different layout approaches and sort of bouncing them off uh, Troublemaker Tops and her partner and just kind of uh, seeing which things were resonating with them, which uh, approaches were maybe hitting better than other ones and then just kind of refining, refining, refining and and developing it uh, until we had something beginning to be a thing, you know? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... We've talked about sort of the the impetus of I don't want to make animals. I want pastels beyond pink and blue. And then you you, you know you built this graphic design. And if you haven't already, by the way, clicked over to see Fairyland diapers, uh, they're adorable. Fairyland diapers are adorable. The little mushroom house and beautiful like flowers and oh, it's just really fun. Um, the design, the graphic design is one thing, but then there's also the technical challenge of making an adult diaper. How did you guys tackle, like, again, I have thought a dozen times about an adult diaper I would love to make that just, oh, this would sound so great, but I don't know how to make a diaper. I don't know how to make leak guards. I don't know how to get them manufactured and sent and put in bags. And I don't know how to do any of that. How did you f- tackle this challenge? How did you go from, I want to make an adult diaper to, I am technically capable of making an adult diaper? Uh, a lot of that was... Um uh, our friend 
it's goes by D Lab on Instagram, um, our business partner who knows more about the business world than we do. Um, you know, there, there are manufacturers that this is what they do. This is they do adult diapers. They, you know, they work for all of the companies. Not all, most. You know, there are a few different ones, and you kind of pick which one you want to work with. And they, you know, handle all of that. They print the diaper. You know, you kind of pick your shell. Um, they sent us samples of other diapers and so we knew what our shell would be and we knew what the plastic would be like. But you are, depending on the manufacturer, semi-limited in how much you can do um, right off the bat. And so we worked with this, we found a manufacturer that, you know, worked with a lot of the companies that we already knew and brands we already knew and we liked what they were offering as far as, a, as the shell goes. Um and then from there, it's hiring them to do the printing and figuring out what you need to do. And, you know, this time around, we learned that the machines don't necessarily print the colors exactly the way you think they're going to be. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it isn't perfect and it isn't seamless. And, you know, you're working a lot with, with China and there's a language barrier. And, and, it, and it definitely was a challenge in that regard. But fortunately... If you find the right people, they handle a lot of the packaging and boxing, and they actually send it to you and ship it already packaged in your bag. So mm. part of Green's other job was designing the the label for the packaging, mm-hmm. and then they send it in these packages in cases, um, which then you further have to mail out and send as people buy. Um or in some cases, physically drive them to a store, which apparently happened this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are very fortunate. Our business partner does uh, work in trucking and was able to drive them himself. Amazing. Um, amazing. It, it is amazing. We're very lucky to have that access. Um, and I think it was, you know, really cool for him to be so involved in the process. Yeah. Um, you know, normally you're just kind of told via email, oh, you're product is on a truck oh it's shipping and it's like no he got to load it onto the truck he got to ship it himself he got to drive it and set it up in the warehouse and in the store and Mm. and it was really cool i think for him to get to be a part of that um we unfortunately couldn't do it with him um due to our regular world meeting us um yeah but you know he sent us pictures along the way and it it looks like a lot of fun and i think he got to do it with his mommy and so it you know, they kind of made a trip out of it, and, and it's been a really fun experience. And now all they're all stocked all up at, at Minor Baby. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of diapers. Please go buy them. <laughs> well, that was one of the other questions I had for you, for you both, is like, how do you decide how deep to go on this thing, hoping that everybody really likes your design? <laughs> oh, yeah. Take it away, Green. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I personally am always my worst critic. Uh, basically, as soon as I send off a finished product, I am constantly fixating on all the things that I would have done different or uh, want to change. Um, as Troublemaker Tops was mentioning, uh, there were some issues with the, uh, the color registration when, uh, when we finally received the finished product. And, you know, just uh, things like it's the things like that that keep me up at night. I bet. I mean, I imagine you, as a graphic designer, you probably wring your hands getting exactly the right colors, and then all of a sudden it comes back with exactly the wrong colors. 
Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, I know that's part of the process, right? I mean, this is one of the things that I've learned, you know, after talking to the fellows from Age Play Outfitters, after talking to um, e- even the folks from, from North Shore, um, you know, big companies and small, there's a lot of work, a lot of work that goes into creating a diaper. And that's not to scare folks away. I mean, my whole hope with episodes like this is to encourage people to make stuff. But it's not just like I it's not like when you order a t-shirt from an online t-shirt company and you work on their online template and then you hit print and 4 days later there's a t-shirt. You you're really you're really working through every facet of this process. I mean, ideally there would be a template. Sometimes businesses do offer a print template. Uh in this instance unfortunately there wasn't one. Yeah. Um which, you know, leaves a lot of room for uh free forming it, I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Not for sure. And then now you've brought it to bear, um, Troublemaker Tops, what is your hope for what happens with Fairyland and what happens with Cuddle Cooperative? Oh, I, we hope we hope we can keep going. You know, we hope to expand and come out with more designs. Um, part of what you guys just touched on with Green Sphere, our uh, fear as the company's starters, owners, whatever you want to call us, was you know, in order to make your own diaper and send them from China, you have to order 40,000 diapers at one time. I just got, um, a, I got a little bit aroused when you said order 40,000 diapers. Yeah, you have to order 40,000 diapers in That's order so to many. the manufacturer to work with you. So our, right now our goal is to sell them. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and, our, and our goal is to keep going. You know, we want, we want to come out with more designs. We want to come out with more sizes, bigger sizes, smaller sizes. We want everyone in the community to be able to have access to our product. Um, but you can't do that without money, and you can't, you know, have money unless people buy them. So mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's really scary coming out with a product that you have no idea if people are going to like it. You have no idea what people are going to think. And yeah. and when you're on the internet, you know, when you finally put it out there, some people are mean. Some people want to tell you their opinions, which is great. We love constructive criticism. We love feedback. But, you know, be nice, please. Like, there's a polite way of doing that. I do want to say, though, <laughs> the feedback that I have seen, at least, has been pretty overwhelmingly positive actually i was i was kind of you know mm-hmm. gritting my teeth and twiddling my thumbs in anticipation of somebody just coming out ready to dump on it but uh, i hadn't seen a lot of that yeah you're right it has been an overwhelming positive experience and feedback um we we do get negative people are bold online but that's okay we you know we were prepared for that but mm-hmm. it's it is a really great feeling to see people like what you've poured your heart and soul into. And I think as a company, we really want to keep going. We want to come up with more designs. We want to come up with unique designs, stuff that we feel like the community just isn't really doing. Um, it feels like there's diaper release after diaper release of clip art diapers. Um, until recently, you know, the, the new ABU diapers and the new printing styles are really cute and really amazing and we're really excited to see it but they still have animals on it like Mm -hmm. for some reason so many diapers have animals on them people like animals Um, that's all i know i know people (laughs) do like animals but we but we don't only like animals we like other things too that's true um and and we really felt like 
the new Fairyland diapers kind of bring you back to that babyish feel, um, you know, where it's not just some clip art animal printed, but it's this like imaginative scene and this kind of a little mini world where you can put yourself in it and feel, you know, I don't know, small or magical or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they make you feel. We just, we really want to keep bringing that to the community and we really want to just keep growing. You know, we don't want to be yeah. one and done um, if we can avoid it, but we'll see yeah. what happens. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, if your goal is to put things on diapers that nobody has done before, you've accomplished it, at least with step one. So there's probably a bunch of things out there that nobody has put on a diaper before. Music. That, that music, for instance. Grilled cheese. I've never seen a grilled cheese on a diaper. Sounds fabulous to me. I just like grilled cheese. Uh, I don't even want to eat grilled cheese, though. That's true. And I don't want to eat one, f- like, on a diaper. That would be weird. So good point. I don't maybe food's a bad idea. Point being, if your mission is to put things on diapers that haven't heretofore been explored, I mean you're starting off with a bang. Yeah, thank you. We really we really appreciate that feedback. Um you know, that that was massively important to us as a company was just to be different and unique and new and fresh and you know, green knocked it out of the park. We you know, I, I want to take credit and be like, oh, yeah, this was my design, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I had the initial idea. And Green just took it and ran with it. And, um, yeah, you know, he bounced stuff off of us. But what he did was more than what I could have ever imagined in my brain um, mm. throughout this process. And it's it just really excited to, like, I have one right now in front of me in my hands. Like, that's really cool. <laughs> it's real. I know. Well, so I have to ask, you know, the questions that, that every ABDO wants to know. What uh, is it? Is, is it Velcro? Is it taped? Is it tall standing leak guards? Uh, is it, what's the capacity? I got to know all of it. Cloth back? Is it plastic back? Tell me everything. We are, it's plastic back. The tapes are, seem incredible. Um, thick with feedback we've gotten tapes are important we all know tapes are important mm-hmm. um tall standing leak guards 5,000 milliliter capacity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're not the thickest diapers on the market but they are plenty thick um and I don't know they're just I'm gonna say perfect but I know my opinion <laughs> is biased here <laughs> Well, I, th- but I love to hear from you what the features are that really matter. I mean, again, I've known you a long time. You're a person who really appreciates a good diaper. You've worn thousands of them. And and so you got to pick, right? You got to pick what this was like. And things like tapes matter. So yeah, you, I did. you picked tapes, wider, thicker tapes, because they matter to you. Yeah, tapes. I mean, tapes are important. Plastic was important. I like I like those Velcro landing zone diapers to an extent, but they're not—they're not what I want most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that—and I know that's personal. That varies person to person. So, but plastic back is important. Tape sticking is important. Nobody likes to tape; it doesn't stick. Um, capacity was somewhat important. I mean, we didn't—I don't want to be the thickest diaper. We didn't want to be the thickest diaper. We want something that people feel like they can wear, like the diaper that people would be willing to leave their house in, that they can hide in their clothes, that they can wear day to day, that mm-hmm. they can function in and exist in and, and enjoy without worry. Um, and so I think we really were able to accomplish that with this product and um, colors, you know, like different detail that was important to us, but 
you know, something that we felt like most everyone could enjoy that was kind of gender neutral um, in a baby sort of way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and I really just think we kind of accomplished all that we set out to do. Yeah. I had somebody tell me today that uh, the color scheme kind of makes them think of like a retro 90s vibe. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Wow. I mean, that's that's also very hot right now. So between mushrooms and retro 90s, you guys are nailing it. I'm just checking all the boxes. You're checking all the boxes. You know, I've been accused in the past of being sort of a, you know, Emmett from, from the Lego movie where just everything is awesome all the time. I feel that yeah. way about diapers. I love everything. Um, and so when you come out with something truly new, uh, whether it be a new design, a new aesthetic, a, in the case of something like a Trest, it was like a brand new level of capacity. And Barnyards, when they came out, it was like this brand new landing zone. I just get just stoked because you have created something that I never had access to before. And now I get to enjoy it. And I got to tell you, I have held these in my hands. I have seen them in person. I've gotten to open and play with them. They are really fun and they really do look and feel different because of this incredible design. So thank you for making something new. I think the world, uh, the ABDL world is only expanding in our options and only frankly expanding in, in our, uh, in our size. And we are constantly, there's so many of us and we're constantly looking for something new and different and fun. And so whenever somebody, you know, sometimes folks, people talk about, well, how many diapers do we really need? And I don't know, but apparently this many, because we're not having trouble selling them, right? The the interest is very there. I think you touched on, you know, a really cool facet of this process is that, you know, when I finally started wearing diapers, when I finally was like, I I can't not do this. I got to do it. All I had was Bambino. Like, that Mm -hmm. was it. I, I can't remember if. I had access to ABU or ABU was around at the time, but it was just, it was Bambino. We, we, like, there was a time where you had one option, if that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and to be a part of expanding that and bringing people options has been so cool because there are so many people in our community. There are more out there than we realize. There are people who aren't online, people who don't go to events, people that just have this quiet part of themselves and everyone here, everyone in our community likes something different. Nobody yeah. has the same taste. Yeah. So, you know, if people say, oh, it's, you know, saturated, oh, there's too many options in the market. There's not because maybe you don't like someone, but it's the best design this other person has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we have too many options? I think we will only get to the point where there's too many options where we can't come up with something new. Right. right. Um, And I I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we are either. And, you know, I know market saturation is a real thing. The only way that I would judge saturation is when you can't sell stuff anymore because there's too much of it. And we are so not there. So far, every time somebody puts something good and high quality out into the ABDL world, it sells like hotcakes. So... For those who are like, ah, the last thing we need is another diaper, I'm going to totally disagree because it seems like the drive is there. And as, as you said, there are so many different tastes and so many different people that want something different. And you've, you've made something different. So kudos. I do need to ask, um, this is an advice show, what advice would you give for people who have been playing around with the idea of starting their own diaper company? Oh boy. Uh, 
you got to have tough skin, to be honest. Like, you, you have to be prepared for people who just want to be mean for the sake of being mean. Hmm. Um, we're very lucky, and it's only been a few people like that so far, but it's there, and it's going to be there. Not everyone's going to like what you do, and you have to accept that. Um, patience. Patience is a huge thing. You, We are creating diapers for a... A small market. Yes, there are a lot of us. It's still a small market. You're not going to put out a product and it's going to be gone in a day. Like it, it takes time to build. It takes time to make it, design it, to produce it, to ship it, to get it to be ready to sell. And if you want something, if you want some get rich quick, this is not the business for you to be in. Um, you know, it, it, it takes time and. And I think you really have to put your heart into it, you know, because anybody else is such an intimate, vulnerable part of each and every one of us. And I don't think there's any time for half-assery. Like, you, your heart and your soul and your time have to be put into it if you want to put out something worthy of succeeding and doing well. Um, and it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So, gotta have you know, that thick skin. might have some... Yeah. Got to be patient. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Green, yeah, I'm curious for, for your advice for somebody thinking about diving in on something like this. Well, I mean, it's maybe a little bit different for me because, of course, I, I didn't actually start a diaper company. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I guess my my little addition to that would be, you know, if you if you have ideas sort of bouncing around in your head for things that you would like to see out in the world, you know, jot them down, draw, make art. And, you know, who knows when you might have the opportunity to, uh, to actually bring that out and share it with people. And I mean, that, that's just kind of the way that I approach everything to do with, with creative endeavors, you know, just, mm-hmm. just keep making art. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, the, and part of, of what intrigues me so much about your story here is that, you and 500 other professional graphic designers probably saw that post that Troublemaker Tops put out. But you reached out and said, I'm in. How can I do this with you? Which that moment then created this tangible thing that we can enjoy today. So what, what do you say to those folks? And it may not be graphic design. It might be music. It might be stage production. It might be t-shirt making. It might, I don't know. It could be anything. But for folks who are like, in the community, maybe they're not, haven't yet raised their hand to lend their talent to the community. What would you say to encourage them? Just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I guess if, if somebody says, Hey, I'm looking for exactly the thing that you are, don't sort of, you know, don't, don't let yourself sit back and just sort of be like, well, you know, somebody else is probably going to answer that. I, Mm I shouldn't, I shouldn't respond to that because if it's something that you want to do and if it's something that you are good at and know how to do, do it. I love that. I completely agree. I mean, I remember years ago when I was right, just sort of getting into the community thinking like, what do I have to offer? I have nothing to offer this community. And then one day I had a thought for a, 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 a musical piece that I really wanted to, to make. And all this doubt came into my mind, right? Just, you know, like just those, those voices that, that tell you, you can't do it. Um, the imposter that, syndrome is very real. Yeah. And these these voices are like, you know, R.Y., you're, you're not a professional musician. R.Y., you're not good enough. R.Y., you need to be a killer guitar player, songwriter, singer, whatever. 
And eventually I was like, screw it. I'm making the thing. And I made the thing and I put it out there and I'm still so profoundly proud and so happy I did because that not only by itself was helpful for some folks, but it was the first step of many that I would take that lead to this moment. So I, I absolutely agree. I would encourage folks who have something they're awesome at, who want to lend that. It could be artistic. It could be some other skill. Lend that to the community. We can use it. And everything that you can do wonderfully makes us better. I think you touch on something that could be a whole other podcast in itself is that just no matter how long we're in this community, I've been what, meeting people since I was 19 and 31 now, no matter how long it's been, when you're trying to be vulnerable and put something out there, there's still a sense of shame. Mm-hmm. Am I good enough? Can I do it? Are people going to yeah. like what I have? And, and it doesn't matter how confident I've been in this community. You know, I, I put my face out there. I, I take content. I post my life and I, and I share with everyone. And I, and I love doing that because you know, to me, I just, it's, it's a fun way to express myself, but there's still always that doubt, you know, how are people going to receive this? Are people going to tease me? Are they going to make fun of me? And, and sometimes they do. And sometimes they think they're just being silly or funny, but, but sometimes you don't feel that it's funny and you still feel that shame. And, and I think it touches on another part where to grow as a community, we have to put ourselves out there. We have to share the artistic side of ourselves and our creative side and, and work past that and kind of fight through it in order to grow and create, you know, new things, you know, like your music, your music has been awesome. (laughs) Um, You know, you bring so much joy to people in our community and, it takes a lot of fighting self-doubt, self-shame, self-reluctancy you know, reluctancy to, to mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. And, and I think people don't realize that, you know, just because we're quote-unquote popular, well, you know, just because we put ourselves out there, just because we seem competent to everyone doesn't mean we are. That's right. Um, and it's a huge battle for us, at least on my end, to do that every time. Um, For me too. I mean, even doing the 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 cap episode live every time, I get really nervous, and mm-hmm. it's tempting to think, "Oh, well, you've done this a bunch; it's fine." But it's you're always being vulnerable when you when you put your skill out into the yeah. community every time. Yeah. yeah, and there are times where you know I second guess posting a picture because you know I don't want to deal with the teasing, even from my friends, even if it's playful. It's just like I just mm-hmm. want to share and it be okay. Yeah. And, not be teased, even in what they perceive as friendly. I just want it to be okay to yeah. share me. Yeah. And and I think that's a battle that we kind of all feel, even the people starting companies, even the people doing podcasts, sharing music, sharing their art. We just want to be us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge battle we still face. And I had to face that in a massive way when we put out this diaper, just that fear that people were going to laugh at it, make fun of it, mm-hmm. hate it. And yeah. I, and, I, and it was scary to do. Yeah. And I, and I'm really glad we did it. And it's been overwhelmingly positive, but it was hard. Of course. And kudos to both of you for doing it anyway. And, accepting that vulnerability and leaning into that fear and saying, Oh, I don't know if people are going to like my design, but damn it, I'm putting it out there. I don't know if people are going to like this idea for a diaper, but damn it, I'm putting it out there and I'm going to pursue it. 
and see what happens. I I think that is so admirable. And likewise, if you are an accountant or an electrical engineer or a teacher, there is a place for that skill in this community. Somewhere, there is an upstart young ABDL company that desperately needs to understand your financial advice. And somewhere, there is somebody designing something for the community that desperately needs your engineering. And somewhere, there is somebody who is trying to teach in this community and create education in this community that needs to know how teachers do it. We need your skill. And Cuddle Cooperative is a handful of people that said, much like so many other wonderful makers in this space, they raised their hands and said, I'm bringing my skill to the table and I'm going to make something new. And I just admire the hell out of that. So thanks to both of you. I would love to know, Mr. Pastel Green, how do folks get in touch with you? So I am Green on Instagram. And on FetLife, I am pastel underscore green. I don't remember why they're not the same. but <laughs> That happens to a lot of us. I happen to pick a weird enough name that I got lucky, but uh, very See, cool. I, I'm a firm believer in brand continuity, but I, right. for some reason, haven't stuck to my own principles. Yeah, yeah, that happens to a lot of us. And Troublemaker Tops, how do folks get in touch with you? Uh, I am Little Troublemaker Tops on Instagram. I think my Twitter is Little Try Tops. I'm not sure why, but it is. There we go um, again. You know, I'm also behind the Cuddle Cooperative social media and Twitter and Instagram. I think I'm Crinkle Source Rex on Bet Life, but I very rarely am on there. Um, there are a lot of ways to get in contact with me. Um, due to starting this company, I am on social media a lot, mm-hmm, so I'm being mm-hmm. reachable. <laughs> and if folks are like, screw it, I just want to buy a bunch of Fairyland diapers, what are the outlets they can do that on? Right now, they can go to My Inner Baby website to purchase our diapers. Um, I know they are shut down in store, and that seems overwhelming, but it's only the retail store. They are fighting an epic battle where they are right now, but they are still open for online orders. You can order there, and in just a few weeks, we will be on Amazon as well. I've heard of Amazon. Once or twice, I hope. Yeah, I've heard of them, that upstart little book company from the West Coast. Real tiny. Yeah. Um, Well, Green and Troublemaker Tops, thank you so much for joining me on Love and Brief. It's been wonderful to have you, and congratulations on launching Cuddle Cooperative and Fairyland. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you for having us, and thank you, Green. You just really knocked it out of the park, and we appreciate your input into our our diaper and how much work you did for us. So thank you, both of you. You bet. And I will remind, uh, you know, I put out that plea at the beginning. I'm going to put it out again now. We're only three episodes away from episode 100, but I'm not doing episode 100 until I hear from you. So please do send me your favorite guests, your favorite moments, your favorite episodes of Love and Brief. Describe them in any way you like and why they're up there as one of your favorites. R&T and I are going to do our favorites as well. And uh, we're going to make that our episode 100, our big 100 spectacular. So uh, you can send that via Instagram to Resonant Yes. If you're doing uh, just writing in text, you can do that on Instagram as well, but you can also do voice on Instagram. You can send me text on uh, Tumblr, also resonant. Yes. You can send me uh, an email at loveandbrief at gmail.com with either your voice or text. And uh, you can also get me on FetLife at resonant. Yes. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of me. Um, and I would love your words in our 100th Love and Brief episode. In the meantime, this has been episode 97 of Love in Brief. Oh,